Teresa, I saw the most horrible video. Tell me about it. All right, but you are going to regret that decision. Okay, so okay. it's a cooking video. Oh, no. I'm going to say two words to you, Teresa. Oh, no. Cheeseburger sushi. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? Panda. I don't know if I've recovered. I have recovered. Um, I'm okay. It's con crunch time. I leave for Anime Boston tomorrow, and I still have to style a whole wig and pack a bag and print out some fake tattoos and... I have a full work day tomorrow, and I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing okay. Are you gonna be okay? Yeah, yeah. As long as I just don't like fuck up my tattoos again, like I did last con, and I like cried staring at tattoo paper. I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be good. So, welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market, everybody. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. Teresa, is it your turn to go first or is it mine? Sure, we'll say it's my turn just for shits and giggles. Are you sure? Do you need me to go first? <laughs> no, 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 I'll go first. I don't mind. So, how about let's start this off with something that'll that's pretty good. Um, how about a podcast where a group of people read and talk about books that are like books that everybody had to end up reading during high school or middle school and stuff like that. So this would be basically for people who like had to read books in class and then A, just never did and blew it off or B, the book was never assigned to them, but still like wish they knew a little bit about the book. So it could be kind of like a summary of the book and then like the general themes and like symbolism and stuff like that. So basically it could be condensed English class, but made for like actual adults kind of deal. I love this because I definitely didn't read a bunch of books that were assigned to me when I was in grade school. So like I would definitely listen to this podcast. I love this idea because the books that they assign in high school it feels like the list rarely ever updates. Mm-hmm, it that's feels exactly like why. There are things that I read in high school that, like, my dad had to read in high school, and the world changes so rapidly <laughs> that it's just like. But we're still reading this. I don't know. But I would love to listen to this because I would love to find out what the Poisonwood Bible was actually about, and I could probably go like read the Wikipedia page, but. Not gonna do that because I don't care because the Poisonwood Bible sucked. Fight me, internet. <laughs> I had to read the Scarlet Letter both in high school and in college, and it's like the bane of my existence. I actually never read Scarlet Letter. I guess I should have because Nathaniel Hawthorne was from Mississippi, I think. So that probably should have been a thing I did, but. Is he really? I think so. That's Look that up. Fake. He was born in Salem. Here, some of us can read and write. 
I guess. He was born in Salem, and he died in New Hampshire. Oh, who am I thinking of? Mark Twain, maybe? I don't know. We got fucking author. There's like fucking every goddamn school has a poster with all the authors that came from Mississippi. Mark Twain was born in Missouri, so no. Um, here, let's do this. Authors born in Mississippi. I mean... Faulkner. I was thinking of Faulkner. There we go. For instance, um... Oh, here, Tennessee Williams was born in Mississippi. That's a good thing to talk That's about. That's pretty so, funny. Because his name is Tennessee. I'll, amazing. So I had to read, not read, I had to assistant direct an avant-garde version of Streetcar Named Desire. Really? Please. Okay, this is so, I'm sorry, listeners, this is so off topic, but I desperately need to know what it means to have a play that is avant-garde streetcar named Desire. Okay, so um, for somebody's senior dissertation, uh, somebody who actually became my friend, uh, made, like, rewrote Streetcar, where it's Blanche has been uh, committed She's like reviewing all the things that have led up to her inevitably being sent to a ward. And she's like reminiscing and like you can't tell if she's like talking to herself or if she's actually like experiencing this and stuff like that. And uh, what was really cool is that we did it as like a a one room stage and we kind of made it like half a cage, half a bedroom, half a, an apartment. So like we used all the same stage with very minimal, if any set changing and stuff like that. And there were points where the girl who played Blanche was literally doing four different people's parts. Whoa. At the same time. Yeah. It came out really, really cool. I don't, I, my pal Heather. Oh my God. I can't even remember Heather's last name right now. So long story short, Sorry. Guess who's barking? The dogs. So that was really cool. And I'm so sorry. I can't even remember what we called it right now or what Heather's last name is. So I can't even like look it up. So I apologize, Heather, if you ever hear this, which I doubt you will. I apologize big time, but it was really cool. And it was for a New Works play class. And so that was that was the same class where I acted as a big gay dinosaur. That's amazing. You are a dinosaur. Thank you. But what I was saying was that I've never read Streetcar Named Desire. Oh. I was thinking about like watching it or reading it. Cause like it's a play. You could read a play in a day, which I've done before. But at the same time, I was wor- I was classes and working and I was like, I don't got time for this. So like if I if there was a podcast where I could just like listen to a streetcar named desire episode that was like an hour long while I'm like jogging on a treadmill at the gym or like I'm hanging out and cooking dinner or something like that. I think that'd be really cool. Like I've never read The Crucible. I've never read um Catcher in the Rye. I've there's like a shit ton of stuff that I've never read. And like, even as an adult, I've gone back and read stuff. Like I've read uh, 1984 on my own and I read Fahrenheit 451 on my own and stuff like that. For instance, I'm dumb as shit and I read Frankenstein, but did I really understand it? No, not at all. And I just feel like a podcast where you basically kind of got a little bit of a, a down and dirty watered down version of a book that you maybe are supposed to know but don't know would be really really helpful yeah no I definitely I definitely feel that I feel like there are definitely things like that that I have similar feelings on such as the fact that 
I started listening to an Animorphs podcast and I never read the Animorphs books because it was easier to listen to somebody talk about a book for 30 minutes rather than try to read an entire children's book. Because who has the time? Uh, I did my junior year. I read the first five Percy Jackson books in like days. I saw a Percy Jackson movie once. Oh, same. So did I. It was terrible. I read... Like, the first book in two days, I read the second book in, like, two, three days. And I was, like, still actively, like, had class and shit like that. And I was, like, streaming through them. I was super duper into them. And I, like, found them all, like, online kind of deal. So I didn't have to pay for them or anything like that. And which is probably illegal. Sorry, Rick Rudin or whatever the hell your name is. He's doing fine. He's on Disney's bankroll. Yeah, he's making that bank right now big time. I just feel like it would be really useful. But... Do you have a name? Because I have a name, but I want to hear your name first. I don't have a name. I was hoping that you were going to have one. Well, I do. Are you ready for it? I am so ready. Literature circles. I love it. Because like I fucking hated lit circles in all, all of schooling. All of schooling, I hated lit circles so much. And I feel like this is literature circles to a core Cause you're like people, it's people actively talking about a book that they read and like they're talking about the symbolism and shit like that. But without the pressure of like a grade. Exactly. I did. Oh my God. Not, I'm going off topic to talk about how much I hate lit circles. Off topic on the French podcast market. Say it ain't so. (laughs) Never happened here, lads. We are only the most professional here. No, you know it. Me using my fucking tiny headphones with a built-in microphone that probably sounds like doo-doo while my dogs bark in the background but whatever it's not that bad yeah whatever but my thing is that I always got stuck with groups of people who never wanted to rotate the jobs and there was always that one motherfucker who was like yeah I'll take the illustrator position and I was like I hate you and it really sucked because, like, I'd always end up getting stuck with Summarizer. So that means I had to always read the goddamn book. And, like, it would be books that I absolutely hated. And it just beefed me so hard that people just wouldn't do their fucking jobs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about this. Yeah, people don't want to do any fucking work ever ever especially in literature circles and also like i never really was into books that a lot of people were into like that were in my age group so i remember and like don't get me wrong like obviously i read twilight during the face <laughs> we have established this yes i know which i still haven't finished yet i need to go back to it which is like I'm like more than halfway through. I need to go back home to my twilight life. It'll probably come back after AB. I, for instance, like I remember in middle school, everybody wanted to read a child called it for literature circles. And I was like, Oh my God. No, thank you. Just no, no, I don't want to read that at all. I don't want to know. Like, trust me. I know like it's about child abuse. People like people have told me enough that I know what happens in it. And I don't, like, I didn't want to ever know that. Like, never, ever, ever, ever. And yet here I am still forced to, like, know what it's about. And the beauty of this podcast is that literally you could just turn off the episode if you don't want to know about the actual book at all. Yeah. Which is cool. Do you have an idea, Pant? 
Uh, for a podcast, yes, I do. Nice, tell me. This podcast came from a conversation with a friend of mine, Jimmy's roommate, Karen. Mm-hmm. And we came up with this idea for a podcast where you take like a TV series or like a movie and you fix it. Oh. Like we were complaining specifically about like anime when we were talking about this because I mean of course we were but like there are so many series that I like certain ideas of or I really like even like the whole thing except for like it's like you kind of go through and try to work out what you would take away and how you would change it or change what's there to be less terrible oh mood like how I have beef with Boku no Hero Academia. Exactly. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Or like we were talking about Citrus. Oh, big mood. I haven't seen Citrus, but and the reason why I haven't seen Citrus is because of all of the issues with it. Their steps. And Karen recently watched the anime and read the manga because she has terrible taste, but she's not listening to this, so I don't have to worry about her getting upset. Also, I told her she has terrible taste, and that's why she watched it. So, I mean, yeah, so she recently went through all of Citrus, and I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to, like, try to get into Citrus, and then I found out about like them being stepsisters and like yeah. the whole power dynamics thing that oh I didn't even know about the pyrodynamics thing yeah Ooh. like there's a lot of it where like one of them is trying to like pr- kind of like pressure the other into this weird relationship even though there is mutual attraction and just there's like a whole bunch of bullshit with the plot and it's like but at the same time, it also, like, has girls kissing. And I like series that have girls kissing. So, like, I just would love to be able to get in and, like, nitpick and fix all of the issues with it. Yeah. I The only thing I knew about uh, Citrus is that it was about stepsisters. And I was like, mm, canceled. Yeah. I mean, that was my first problem. And then I found out about the other problems. So weird. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes, Phil, USA. W- would Boku no Hero Academia be your pick? Or do you have another one that you would fit? I mean, I haven't. I mean, obviously, there are probably like a hundred series that we would fit. Oh, yeah. I haven't read it in a really long time like maybe a year and a half now so i really don't know if it's actually changed or anything like that i don't know i mean i have like issues with a handful of like plot holes for some series like for instance jojo super fun but there's a lot of dumb plot holes in jojo my all-time favorite series of all time beck like that has a lot of plot holes in it that i wish i could fix actively and i have nobody to talk to about that series except i did get a friend to recently watch it so I have the manga in my possession. I just have not been able to read them yet. You really? Oh my god. I borrowed them from, or at least I borrowed, I don't know how many manga there are, but I borrowed two from a friend of mine. Oh my gosh. Once you read them, tell me how you feel. I will, of course. It'll be the first thing I do. I will probably actively text you while I'm reading it. Oh, I would love every minute of that. Oh. I got a friend to recently watch it and now she's going to read the manga and I'm so fucking excited because I think the manga's out. 
understanding. But anyway. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think. I don't know what series. I mean, there's so many series that you could, like, destroy and rebuild. Like, for instance, Attack on Titan could be way better if it wasn't just, like, you know. Weird imperialist garbage. Yes, thank you. And just, like, how there's no, like, character growth and how the main, how the author literally kills characters just because uh, he knows fans like them and shit like that. And, like, that really beefs me the wrong way. I didn't that. Yeah, like, spoilers for Attack on Titan if you care about it. Armin dies, and that pissed me off big time because he's my son, and I loved him. My boy! I loved him. I haven't cared about Attack on Titan since, like, mm, 2013. Uh, Big mood. But Armin, Armin's a good boy, and that should not have happened to him at all. I'm very upset now. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways. I also have not cared about Attack on Titan since 2013, but yeah. I feel this very... Actually, it might have been 2014, somewhere around there, but... Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, stopped caring about it, like, even before season one officially ended. Like, I have no idea. There's, like... Mm, what else? There's, like... Cough. Death Note. Cough. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, I've been watching The Alienist... Oh boy, I've seen this on Twitter. I don't know anything about The Alienist. Uh, okay, so the basic premise of The Alienist is before like psychology was like an actual studied thing and like psychologists talk to people and help them figure out their problems and stuff like that, there were alienists. I don't know how fucking true this is. It says it in the beginning that it's true, but I don't fucking trust TNT to give me any real information. Yeah, and so there are people called alienists and... The main premise of the series is that, so the cops call them boy whores, which is the first thing. What? And Yeah, so it's young children who are acting as prostitutes, but specifically male children dressing up as girls, which, whoof, bad times number one right there, lads, are getting, like, raped and murdered. And so this guy who is a psychologist, also called an alienist and his friend who is an illustrator Wait, so there are no aliens in this no absolutely none i feel very lied to i'm so sorry and he and his illustrator friend are trying to actively solve a murder and dakota fanning is the first woman to work in new york city as a part of the New York Police Department, and there's some thoughty white guy who is Theodore Roosevelt, and there's like an if. So first of all, the plot is slow as all shit. I like drag my feet to watch the show, but now that it's over, it hasn't been renewed for a second season yet. So my mom and I were like, "Thank God we are free from watching another season of this garbage." There's just like a lot that I'd want to fix, just like how this writing is slow. There's no like personal attachment to the characters. Like, in the last episode, you, like, learned something big about one of the main characters' pasts. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I figured as much. Like, there was no build-up. Like, there's no empathy created for the characters. And that, like, really rubs me the wrong way. And there's, like, these two brothers who... They're twin brothers, actually. These two twin brothers who do, like, forensics and stuff like that. And they're Jewish, and it's very obvious that they're Jewish, and they say that they're Jewish, and there's a lot of scenes about Judaism, because, like, of course, the killer kills all of these children to the tune of, like, the Catholic religious holidays and stuff like that. And the guys who are the forensic guys are very Jewish, and they're like, okay, I guess we need to learn the calendar. But there's, like, a handful of, like, anti-Semitic comments made at them, 
And like, there's this guy in it who was a cop and then gets fired and he's Irish and a handful of like Irish 1890s slurs are hurled at him. And I'm just like, why? Why? It's bad enough that the main character, it's very much like, oh, look at all these people and how that they are considered minorities. And even though they're all white people, they're all, all of them are white. I mean, I guess you don't have to necessarily consider Jewish people white because of years of oppression. Listen, we don't have to have that whole we don't conversation. Have, we don't have to have a conversation. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like everybody yeah. is inherently white. And then the two, the only two people of color in this series, right? One of them is a mute Native American woman who gets murdered. And the other one is uh, a black guy and so the native american woman her name is mary mary is the alienist guy's like maid kind of deal like he took her in when she was younger because she burnt her father and her house down and shit like that and then oh my god what is black guy's name i cannot remember what his name is but he's the driver and he gets beat up not once but twice and like Uh yeah and just like okay maybe other people should get beat up or Maybe one of the white people should die or like something like that. And there's just, I have so much beef on the show because it's just like, it's bad. It's just poorly written. I just don't care. And I've like met like only two other people who watch the show and neither one of them are like really critical about television and Uh, I hate that. I hate when the only other person you know that has seen a thing that you want to talk about doesn't think about things the way that you do. And so like you feel bad because you feel like you're like raining on their mediocre TV parade. Oh my God. Exactly. One of them is one of my friends who I love dearly, but our favorite TV show is How I Met Your Mother. So that oh. that just speaks for itself. Listen, um, my crush just recently went through watching all of How I Met Your Mother, and I'm like, oh, honey. Hand. Oh. She pan. knows it's a bad show, but I'm like, oh, hand. Oh, 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 oh pan. It's okay. You'll heal. You'll heal. And so will she. And you'll get a new crush, and it'll be okay. <laughs> It's time to let this one go. It's time to let her go. And then the other person who's watched it is, I guess, my sister-in-law is what you'd call her. My my stepsister-in-law. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Cork's son's wife. That's that's what you need to know. And yeah. her whole thing is that, oh my God, what if this happened to my child? I'm like, first of all, it's 2018. Second of all, it's bad writing. And like, she like takes it like, she's so scared of it and my mom and I are like this is terrible like we don't even think this like gore is good because of course like my mom and I watch all the stuff together and like we're so used to like a certain like amount of gore and like how things are portrayed within like yeah didn't you guys just watch Game of Thrones I mean Game of Thrones is terrible as well but yes we have watched Game of Thrones together well, I mean it's more gory yeah I mean but like we've also watched Boardwalk Empire and we also watched Mad Men and we've also watched uh, Downton Abbey and let's be real the best episode of Mad Men is the episode where the guy gets his leg cut off which is amazing I've never seen Mad Men oh my god a sidebar to a sidebar, I guess. The best fucking episode of Mad Men is an episode called Guy Walks Into an Ad Agency. I think it's in season four. But it's when the company itself 
Sterling Cooper Draper Price, I think it is at that point. It might be, still might be Sterling Cooper. I haven't watched Mad Men in a while, so I apologize. They just close a really big deal with a riding mower company. And they're getting super drunk and somebody, one of the secretaries is driving the riding mower and then accidentally rides over somebody's foot and like blood oh my god everywhere it is so good panda it is so fucking good i that's incredible like i'm thinking about rewatching mad men and the thought of that it's just like making me be like yes i gotta watch all of season one two and three just so i can get to this episode like it's wild that is ridiculous. Yeah, and just like I think the gore itself and alienist is cheesy and like the whole plot and just like there's so many red herrings to the point where it's like exhausting and nothing adds up, even though like some clues add up while others don't. And it was just very messy. A very, very messy show. And do you have a name for this podcast? Because I've talked way too much about how much I hate the alienist, but have watched the whole series. Oh, um, I, I thought I had one yesterday, but then I didn't write it down. And so I only wrote down the idea oh, no. itself. Oh, no. Ooh, how about TV Guide? Oh, my God. That's so good. Thank you. I'm like, I'm like mad at how good that is. I mean, like, guidance, a TV Guide, a click, click, click. It makes sense. It's very good. We love puns. We can't help it. It's true. We we are a, a in this podcast. We love puns. We sure do, buddy. We sure do. Okay. Do you think you have one more idea in you um, for today? We could, but we also could technically reach time. But we have an update in two weeks, so let's do something new. How about, since this is kind of like themed, I guess, this episode, how about we do a podcast where we look at adaptations of something? Like, for instance, uh, movie remakes of TV shows or adaptations of books or something like that and talk about is uh, it really good? So we would like experience the series or TV show or movie or whatever the hell and say to ourselves okay is this really good or are we just more into the source material than we are the actual like thing you know what i'm trying to say that is a really good idea i did i i don't know i may have talked about this on the podcast before i had a phase where i was reading a whole bunch of uh books that had been made into famous movies and yeah like i would love this idea because like I love the idea of like going through all permutations of a story and then kind of like evaluating the adaptation based on like all of the surrounding factors because like it's so interesting to me the way that like things get changed when they're adapted. Yeah, definitely. There's like a lot of things like for instance, Beast of the Southern Wild, phenomenal movie. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal movie. And that's actually based off of a play, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, really good. Uh, I've never seen the play or read the play, but movie came out really good. So, like, it is possible to have a decent adaptation, you know? So, I mean, I don't know what it would be called, but I think it would be a really fun idea. Yeah, there are definitely adaptations that are even, like, not only good, but also better than their source material. Like, Starship Troopers is an adaptation of a book, and Starship Troopers is really good. 
But the book is more of like a straightforward, isn't war great? We're going to kill these bugs. And the movie is more of like a satirical takedown of like war and the military as a concept. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also Dr. Strangelove, the book that it's based on is also uh, has that similar problem where like the people adapting it took a very serious source material and adapted it into like a comedy. And I think that it would be interesting to examine like, just the choices that are made in adapting things. Cause sometimes you adapt something and it like turns into an entirely different animal. Yeah. I mean like for instance, I know in the past we've talked about who framed Roger Rabbit and that's also really yes. good. That's a really good example of that too. So I'm a really big Kurt Vonnegut fan. Like yeah. embarrassingly enough. Sirens of Titan is about to be made into a TV show. Oh, I don't know anything about it. Oh, uh, I've I talk about it sometimes on Twitter because I like read it a few months ago and it really like killed the man. But Dan Harmon of Rick and Morty fame is going to be working on it. And Community. And Community. You're absolutely right. I always forget that because I've never I've only watched one episode of Community, so I always forgot about community it. Community didn't age well, but it's not bad. It's got a lot of good in it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fair to say. So I'm nervous because I really loved that book and the first part of it is really hard to get through because it's about this douche boy who is like dependent on his father's job and stuff like that and he ends up like something ends up happening to him kind of deal and he's like wow why the fuck's this happening to me and just like it's a lot but at the same time it's like if you are if you read other Vonnegut books you just know to kind of go with the flow because everything will eventually make sense and eventually uh, it becomes about him without you realizing it's actually about him kind of deal. And I adore, I adore this dumb book. I really, really do. And at first I hated it so much. And then like by the end of it, I was like on the subway crying like at seven o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> like I love I really do love Sirens of Titan and I'm going to watch the shit out of this TV show, but I'm so afraid that gross like Rick and Morty dude boys aren't going to realize that it's like satirical at all kind of deal because a lot of people... I mean, they don't get the satire in Rick and Morty, so I wouldn't guess that they would get it anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. And Dan Harmon has a podcast actually right now and oh my gosh, Harmony's going to kill me as they hear this episode because they were the one who told me about it. But Is it... Whiting Wong? Yes, yeah, it's that one. That's the podcast I listen to when I'm at the gym. Nice. I think there's a lot to be done. And like let's be real, Dan Harmon can't has um a grasp on that kind of thing. So Dan Harmon's like kind of a dick, but he's like a socially aware dick that doesn't wanna like if he's gonna piss people off, he doesn't wanna do it because he's like being racist or sexist. Like Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. his ability and willingness to be honest about the things that he doesn't understand. And uh especially like with Whiting Wongs, he often plays like the dumb white dude to Jessica Chow's like informed non white woman opinion. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's doable, you know? I don't know what to call this podcast at all. I don't know. What about you? Do you have any idea? Uh, I like. I wanted to think of something like page to screen or something, but it wouldn't be just books to movies. It would also be like movies to TV shows 
or TV shows to movies. Mm, yeah, you're right. And it could even be like TV. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like Paw adaptation. Paw adaptation. What is this? A Fari podcast? Ah, that's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> like, for instance, you could even talk about Avatar The Last Airbender versus The Last Airbender, which... I would rather not. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms right there. But like, you could even talk about that. You could talk about like the bad Death Note adaptation. There's like a ton of things that you could talk about. You could talk about a whole gambit, you know. And you could even talk about movies that were made into books. Like, for instance, I've never seen Dead Poets Society, but I've read the Dead Poets Society novel adaptation before. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So you can talk about that too. There's like, there's a lot to do, but I don't have a name. So let's wrap this bad boy up. That's fine. We don't need a name. Cool. This is our podcast. We this can is our podcast. It's done. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And we didn't record in two weeks, but that was because you got a fancy new big girl job. I got a fancy big girl job. Your life and we're fell very apart. proud of you. Thank you. I'll tell you about it after we finish up the episode. Yeah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Ampandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Teresa? You can follow me at Vicunyad, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. If you liked our theme song, that was Plants by Hopefully Not Bad Lib. Uh, I just received the first draft of what will be our new theme song by Hopefully Not Bad Lib. And it sounds pretty good. It needs a couple of tweaks, but otherwise it sounds pretty good. I'll have to send it to you. Oh, dude, I'm so I'm very excited about it. Yes. If you want to support the podcast, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash fresh podcast market, where you can support us for $3 at a time, buy us a coffee, as it were. If you would like some merchandise with our logo on it, you can find that at the link that is in our pinned tweet. If you have any podcast suggestions for us or want to come on the show and talk about your podcast suggestions, that's also an option. You can hit us up on our Twitter or you can email us at freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. And that's it, I think. Nope. Uh, we also have a Tumblr. That's it. I forgot your Tumblr. It's okay. I'm the one who usually says that we also have a Tumblr at Fresh Podcast Market. And that's all one word, no dashes or anything like that. And you could feel free to message us, which let's be real, I only look at it when I go to update the actual list of podcast episodes that we have. Uh, you can message us on there. You can send us asks. If you drew fan art of one of our podcast ideas, you can submit it or you can add us or something like that. And we can reblog it on there and stuff like that. I'd love to actively get more followers on it, but I'm lazy. So I think with that, we are actually done. So thank you for coming to the fresh podcast market with me, Pand. Thank you for coming to the Fresh Podcast Market with me, Teresa. All right, everyone. It's time to... Uh, call your dad. Call your dad. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Also, your the episode is still running. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Oh, yeah, I forgot to hear. Stop.